I'm probably gonna have to uh, exit in a little bit. Uh, that's cool. And hey, we ain't talk about the. Uh, you see, you seen the thirteenth yet? Thirteenth to move? Nah, nah. I was watching on my lunch break the other day. I ain't seen it all the way through yet. But birth, how about Birth of a Nation? It was good. Yeah, that was that was a hard watch. At least for at least for my wife, it was hard. It was hard. Like the end of the Rosewood. Like, yeah. I mean, me, I kind of knew how I was gonna go. Yeah, it was it, it was tough season. Then. You got to see it though. Oh, without a doubt, I'm gonna see it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna see it somehow. But I didn't know there was a so the 13th really got me though because there's a there's a birth of a, I didn't know there was already a birth of a nation film. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Never oh, knew that. Yeah, that that's why it's so crazy that he named it that. Yeah, because of what it did to the country. Because yeah, because the KKK membership went up. Yeah. The yeah. president said it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody gave it the thumbs up. I don't know one of the movie critics. All that. Yeah. Yeah, thirteenth opened my eyes to that. Yeah, I was. You know, some people. They was um. Somebody posted that. Um, what they say that it wasn't enough women mentioned in the thirteenth or something like that. On my Facebook, yeah. I, I'm like, what do you? What do you I, don't, I don't, I don't get that. What do you mean? You know I mean, they had, they had women mentioned in it, but I'm like, this is talking about the 13th Amendment. They're telling you about laws that's been created. Yeah, that's purposely putting people in. Yeah. Oh, but but have you got some Ronald Reagan part yet? Nah, I ain't got that far in it. I'm I'm right before Reaganomics. Reagan the devil. I'm right before Reaganomics. Reagan, Ronald Reagan, the devil. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Product of Reaganomics. They got his like his aide, his his advisor. They got him on tape. Where? Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, but okay. You gonna have me up all night tonight? See, look at you. Yeah, but Birth of a Nation though, the the new one is gonna have you look at. It make you look. It gonna make people look at Christianity different. How people how people read the Bible differently. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, well, I just feel like anybody who know anything now know that slave masters use the Bible to to keep slaves in order. Yeah, that's why you have Hebrew Israelites or the five percenters or. The nation of Islam saying that Christianity is a white man's religion, but that ain't. I mean, that's that that claim ain't true. But that's why people make that claim. But I'm saying, that, you know, and then Matt Turner, like he flipped I'm, it. Yeah, I'm reading it. It's saying something totally different. Different, yeah. That's why Lecrae, uh, Lecrae got a song up there. He said, "The same guy you lied on, the same guy that I relied on." So that's why I was like, so I'm just saying, so when people, when people, I just feel like you gotta, 
you got to read it for yourself as you know i think the majority of people just listen to what they pass to say so well, i do think it is a uh i do think that you, you i mean the scriptures say study to show yourself approved mm -hmm. a workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing rightly dividing the word of god so um you know people you're gonna be held accountable on you knowing god not all for someone else knowing god mm -hmm. you know every at the end at the end you gonna stand before you had you know jesus said that people gonna say they did all these things before him and he gonna say i never knew you they gonna say they did all these great things for him in his name he says i never knew you so yeah there's always this element of you, know, you got to get in the scriptures for yourself paul paul went to a place called berea and it said that everything that he was teaching them, it said they searched, they searched the scriptures diligently to see what, whether what he was saying was true. And I think that is, that's, that's something that is, should be the responsibility of everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, especially now in this climate, I mean, for, for years, you know, people will tell you that if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be a Republican. And, you know, <laughs> the scriptures don't say that. Nor does it say you need to be, you should be a Democrat either. And, but in a, but people will say, well, the Bible lines up with Republican values, but the reality is that what Democrats are known for, that's heavily mentioned in the scriptures, and then what Republicans are known for, that's mentioned in the scriptures too. So, you know, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you with that. Sorry to go on. I just I think that should always be the case, though, with anything. I mean, you're not gonna just just be spoon fed anything. Mm -hmm. Like a Hebrew Israelite came to me the, a couple weeks ago and was like basically trying to like basically trying to convert me. And I, I listened to him and, you know, I listened to what he, but I'm not just going to, I'm just not going to go off of what he say. Because, <laughs> you know, my, one of my boys uh, I used to work with, he uh, he pretty much converted, I, I guess you could say. To what? To what? Israelite. Hebrew Israelite. Israelite, yeah. Change his name and everything. Yeah, is it what like he like Ben Israel or? Uh... Yeah, something like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You know, what? I feel like that's his name. I feel like the name in the joint though. I feel like that's his name though. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that's what the names be. They be like that. Mm -hmm. Because they say we got slave names of our slaves of our slave masters. And that you know we don't have a home, which I've always said that a black the black American doesn't have a home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I say the black Christian doesn't have a political party, and the and the black American doesn't have a home. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just can't get down with what they. I got a lot of questions about stuff that they teach. Mm -hmm. So. 
but I appreciate their their desire for truth. Mm-hmm. So like I don't get offended. So basically, I had somebody tell me the same thing. It's crazy because like two weeks later, I had someone call me. It was just like, "Look, man, I can't let you do this lie no longer." And they were telling me that, but like the same thing, but but with totally different. I think with totally different tenants than. Like they wouldn't do, they wouldn't claim to be black Hebrew Israelite, although they would say that I am, I am from one of the 12 tribes of, of, of Israel. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of like what you, it's basically kind of like what you were saying. Like you got two people that are saying the same thing, totally opposite of what, I would say, I guess, what orthodox or, or, or orthodoxy or tradition, uh, traditional teachings of the scriptures say. Mm-hmm. They saying the same thing, but but we probably wouldn't consider themselves to be the same. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, I guess, like you say, dive. You gotta dive in. You know, on your own. There's a there is a communal aspect to it, but you gotta dive on your own and you know. <laughs> it's but it, that's a but there's a lot of you know, I'm actually I'm reading a book right now because there's a lot of you know, people make the arguments Christianity is a white man's religion. Um, but it didn't start in Europe. It started in the Middle East. You know that area right around northern Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Moses's wife was a Kushite. Mm-hmm. She's from that's which is Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's we have this the, the the narrative in the scriptures of the Ethiopian eunuch mm-hmm. and going and Ethiopia is known as a Christian nation to this day. Yeah, so I know a lot of for mm-hmm. thousands of yeah thousands of years. It's yeah, been no. considered a Christian nation. So yeah. this notion, which is way before Rome, the, way before the invasion of Rome, way before uh, um, Alexander the Great, you know, before all this stuff goes down where Europeans get their hands on this message, the, the, the central focus of Christianity is the Middle East, Asia, and, and Africa, probably more so Northern Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where all the the trade the trade uh, routes and, and 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 cities and stuff all took place along those those rivers that mm-hmm. ran throughout that time that that area, and that's that's kind of how the gospel spread as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's just that's just false for people to say that it's false. Now, can something that's that's true and real be exploited? I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the 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 Jews um or Jewish people or the people of Israel, they use the scriptures to crucify Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they took something that was that was good and and used that to do evil with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but that just that whole narrative is wrong. You know what I mean? So it's just 
it's just I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that with that narrative. Yeah, yeah I thought that I mean that for that movie it makes you it makes you challenge it and how people feel like how people fight for their freedom. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, my wife left the ship alone. Y'all still go to the same church? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, I don't know. I'm always, I'm more militant. Um, just because of the, the most most sort of race factor than anything else, you know. You try to go to she likes she likes going to more the mixed the mixed churches. Yeah, because, um, I don't know. Maybe you just trying you trying to integrate into. I mean, that's what society is. Yeah, and I'm more so uh, like. It's almost like I'm there, but I'm not there. Yeah. I listen. I, I listen. What you're saying. Yeah, I listen, but it's like I just look like like the thirteenth. I like all that stuff is in my mind. Yeah. But I think it would be it would be I don't know if you can hold I don't know how much we can hold certain people responsible for those things. Yeah, okay, I feel what you're saying there, but no, but but I do think I I do think that it we have the responsibility. Well, I don't know if we have the responsibility, but I do think it would it will bode us well that when they are not woke to wake them up. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there are certain people, there are people out there who are willing to listen. There are people out there who, like, I can't, I don't know, like, I... I don't know how much I can blame someone who benefits from the system. Like I can't blame someone who benefits from the system, but I can appreciate when they recognize they benefit from the system and that they can empathize with me. You know, like, and I say that because I remember going to, to Jamaica and seeing people in deep poverty and almost feeling, almost feeling like, well, Like, like I can say I'm I'm ba I, I feel like I'm clo I'm close to the poverty line here in the United States. Mm -hmm. But I have, but someone look at me and say, "Well, you're not in poverty. Look at you know, look at this nation. Look at that nation." And it's like, well, I'm not gonna feel bad about what I have. I could be I could be more thankful for what for what I have, but I'm not gonna feel guilty because I was born in the United States. Mm -hmm. 
and there, you know, it's like like I like like my heart goes out to Haiti and everything that happened. Like it's like feel like that nation can't get a break. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the earthquake, you got the the hurricane, and it's already a poor nation. Mm-hmm. And so I can do what I can to help, but I don't think it's going to help them for me feeling guilty because my situation different. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm articulating that all the way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they could, they can't cast blame on me for being born in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now I can use my position to do whatever I can to help them. And I think that would be admirable and, 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 and a, and a noble thing to do and something that, is more than likely a higher calling to do that. Cause I feel like for me, I see stuff like that in the scriptures. Those who didn't have, those who, who, who had helped those who didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Like I just see that in the scriptures. Um, but, but I don't think that help was out of guilt or compulsion. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I think more so it's hypocrisy of everything. That's what I think. How so? Like here, it's like, you know, oh, everything is good. It's the land of the free, home of the brave. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. But then it's like all these laws and stuff, and it's like, and you trying to explain to somebody. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything is, everything is all even. We all good. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, people only know what they know. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gonna be willing to hear you. But like, like earlier this summer, my my uh, my pastor. I mean, he when he was preaching a sermon, and he was just like, "Hey, look, man, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I ain't grow up around a lot of black people." I haven't really had a lot of black friends, but my eyes have been open to a lot of things that I wasn't I wasn't aware of because of my relationship with Durante. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, "This is why you need to diversify your friendships because you become aware of more things and things that you think there's no way can be true. Then you realize, oh, okay." Maybe I do need to open my. Maybe there is a little bit something more to this than what than what meets the eye. You know. He said. He said, but you can't go for that. Find that one black person that agrees with your what you're saying and be like, "Aha, I'm right." Because <laughs> he was like, he was, he was saying something like so Jason Whitlock. Whitlock was saying something that he like thought he he he's like, "Oh yeah, he agree with that." Okay, so yeah, I got a black person. And then it was like. Nah, bro. Jason Whitlock don't speak for black people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's a lot of black people that don't like Jason Whitlock. Like you're not hearing it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, so it's hard to say it without emotion. Yeah, and I think that's what hard. I think that sometimes it's hard for people to listen when you're talking with emotion. Yeah. I make, I make, I try to make it a point. Like somebody's debating me about something, I kind of get 
I try to give them facts that they can't argue. Yeah. And stuff that they can't like. Not not from an emotional standpoint. Because a lot of people argue like black and and I don't know any other demographic. They'll argue from more of a, an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And then if you challenge them, you get more emotion. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been guilty of it too, so I can't say I'm not immune to it. Yeah, I mean, you... <laughs> yeah. It, there's definitely some restraint involved, mm-hmm. but I think emotion can it can it can hurt you being heard sometimes not saying we not don't be emotional but if you if we're over emotional people that's all people can see and they could they can miss the point you know what i'm saying like for instance i was involved in this conversation it was this this group conversation and this this uh this white lady was saying how she like you got to be careful with social justice and that she feels like there are people who are parading people who are working um stuff within like social just social justice platforms like black lives matter whatnot and they're keeping the chaos going for their own personal benefit and and i've never like paraded black lives matter because i don't just hop on to any type of movement you know what i'm saying like there are movement there are historical christian movements that i never hop on that i've never hopped on to um and so i i agree with the i agree with the notion and the uh and and the i guess the the purpose of black lives matter um, but I've never like jumped on, you know, Black Lives Matter type, whatever. Da, 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 da. But I was getting so mad when she was talking <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's kind of like the, the vice president debate when Pence was like, people are taking tragedy and like blowing it out of, they hopping on a tragedy and then just using it to blow stuff out of proportion. And it's like, no, dude, the tragedy is for you to see. Mm-hmm. It's like, we see the stuff on a daily basis, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, and so I, I, like I, but to your point, like I was, I got very, like I got angry. I got really mad. And then I had to say, well, hold on. There are people who feel the way they do. If there had never been a tragedy for you to see, there are people who feel the way they do regardless. Without Mike Brown, without Trayvon, which you know, you know, Trayvon's kind of different, but still the same. Without Amadou Diallo, without Oscar Grant, you know what I'm saying? Like without Rodney King, they don't need. We don't. There are people that don't need that to feel the way that they do. And yeah, so, that's crazy that people people see that and they be like, "Oh, y'all just blowing stuff out of proportion." Like, no, this stuff that happened, it is like, y'all. Yeah. The only reason it's getting put in our faces because that's what happened. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That incident happened. 
and you just thinking, oh, that's isolated. And it's like, no, nah, like it's stuff happening every day. But so here's so here's my point to, and I, I guess I kind of going back to the whole thing about Christianity too. But just because, like, yeah, there probably are people who are using the Black Lives Matter platform to do whatever they can for themselves. Because that's just what happens. Like, that, that happens. People do that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? People feel that about Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so, they, but does that invalidate the movement or the truth of the movement? You know? People, people use Christianity for the wrong means, but does that invalidate the, the truth of the movement? The, the, truth, the truth of it? You know, Paul said, the, the scriptures even talk about how Paul, doing, doing one, while Paul was walking around, he said people preach the gospel for wrong motives. But he just praised God that the gospel is being preached. Because mm. God going to deal with them. The people who do it for the wrong motives, God going to deal with them. So, I, I just think, yeah, people can, people, it it's probably is people who are trying to capitalize off of the movement and, and use it for whatever they can use it for. And, you know, maybe there are people trying to incite chaos or whatever, but that don't invalidate the, the, the purpose and the truth of the movement. It don't invalidate the fact that people say Black Lives Matter because in this country they haven't. And sometimes you gotta swim through the minutia. You gotta swim through a lot of the craziness to get to the truth of the matter, but it takes someone mature to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I get, I get more upset. I get more upset with black people talking about race than I do with any other, with any other race. Uh, yeah. Well, I wore, when I wore my cap jersey. I had a guy talk to me. It was black dude. Yeah. He was like, she was like, man, she was like, what are you, what are you a part of the uh black black panther movement? Like, what, what's the jersey for? I don't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> like, am I being punk? Like this dude can't be black. This dude can't be black, and he's talking loud. It is like old white man that was alive during segregation, like looking like. Yeah. I'm like, like dog, what are you talking about? And he was just, you know, he was just saying that, uh, you know, basically saying comply with dealing with the police. Yeah. Then he told me a story where he got pulled over in Texas in the wrong. He said I was driving in the wrong part of town. He got he got pulled out of his car, got his face slammed against the car, went to jail for two days, and then the police was like, "Oh, we got the wrong car. It was somebody else." Like he said it to me with a straight face. Yeah. So you don't you don't you don't get it. He's like, no. Nah, nah. He was saying, and then he was saying he was in Vegas and he got his thing. Oh, yeah, his main point was a guy was wearing the same clothes. They stopped him. They said somebody stole a purse. They was making sure it wasn't him or whatever. They was 
questioning him whatever and he was like my shoes are this much my pants is this much he was like you know but basically he he pays not to look like a thug you know what i'm saying yeah i'm saying like the clothes don't matter like, yeah. talk. like I, I mean i'm saying it calm now but i was like yeah what are you talking about or like when i talk to a black person they're like why why do you think race, like racism doesn't exist like what do you that was a long time ago or it's only in it's only in the south lie not in california and nevada tell that Martin luther king when they went to chicago and chicago said people from the jim crow era south to learn something from from the people in chicago like they can learn <laughs> they can learn, they can learn how to be more harsh from the people of chicago mm-hmm. said it was stuff said and done to them in chicago that he couldn't believe that ain't never happened to him when he was in the south so that's a false narrative i don't know me i don't know me but i feel like now we're watching these with us watching uh Birth of a Nation and and uh Thirteenth. Thirteenth and I be I read I read some stuff. OJ made in America. Yeah, it is it, it I'm I think I gotta I gotta uh it's like it's like stay in the shape. I gotta stay up on my blackness. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching stuff every day. Dude, would you like to hold on, I I, I gotta we're gonna have a special little guest. See, <laughs> you here. Now I want you to talk. I want you to talk. Come here. Uh, <laughs> just, tell, just tell me about the movie and stuff. But please be. No, there's no, no. Why? I Well, I told him a little bit no, how you I, felt. You know Do you okay? Can I get a quote at least? Can I get a quote or something? Do I have the Fruitville Station? Huh? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, That's you gotta watch that. Michael Jordan. Wait, your, wait, your wife might not need to watch it. That might send over the edge. Fruitvale Station. Oh yeah, I know. Don't watch that. She might go over the edge. I, I might be, I might be reading about her on CNN. I can't watch it. I, I saw the trailer, but I kept seeing it on like Netflix. Nah, you don't need to watch that. <laughs> if that's how you feeling right now, you don't need to watch that one. No, no response. No comment. You don't need to watch that. You ever see you see Rosewood? No comment. <laughs> I think you see Rosewood though. Rosewood, no. You ever see Rosewood? Uh, you don't need to see that either, Sats. Keep it away. <laughs> <laughs> Rosewood might be worse than uh worse than birth of a nation. Yeah. Way too much. It was it was way too much history in an hour and a half. I think I think with birth of a nation, I think I think her reaction was just the look of joy on people's faces in the movie. Like the, the characters in the movie. Like, I don't want to spoil it for you. But you know, the, you already know the story in that term. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you've seen Django? No, I haven't seen Django. I felt like Django was going to do some disservice. I was, I was like, Ugh. Django, well, you know, uh, what's the dude, what's the director name? You know how he get down anyway. Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, He's Tarantino. Like, I could say, uh, he said, I can say what I want on this. And he just went, that's all I know. Well, it's, it's, but I still, 
so basically Django was like a fictional version of Nat Turner almost. Yeah. I mean, not not to the same degree, mm-hmm. but I will say that the 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 disdain and maybe like particular scenes that, that took place in Django might have never happened, but you can imagine it happening. But like the disdain that the white people in that movie had for black people mm-hmm. was incredible. It shook me a little bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But but it shook me to the point of like, you know, this is really what it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like I watched Black Hawk Down and then I go watch Restrepo, which is a document, a, a war documentary. And I realized that Black Hawk Down, the war movie, it, though it's a war movie, is fictional based on real events, that the movie itself is not too far off from real war. Like, it's not not much theatrics really involved because when I watched the war documentary and saw what went goes down over there, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh. So, like, Django, while the storyline is probably fictional, it it's like, this how they really felt about us. Like, this is... This is really how, like this, this, I feel, it's just almost when me feel bad about myself a little bit. Like this is, this is, but this is how they felt about us. Yeah, I don't think some people can see that. And then, you know, birth of a nation, ain't no, ain't no saviors in there. Ain't, oh, ain't, nah. white, white Jesus ain't coming. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's. God was present with them during the revolt. No, I'm talking about for the, I'm talking, she's talking about. At the end, they still died. No, I'm saying that there was no white character that was like, "No, come on, that turn, let's get him." Like it wasn't that. It wasn't. It was not. I think. I think Rosewood had that though. Yeah, Rosewood had some people that kind of ride with him a little. Not really, kind of a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. No, but that Turner though, it was like, no, there was one. But John Brown was a uh, was a uh, uh, ab- a white guy abolitionist. I don't know when he came. He came around the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. But he he died trying to free free slaves. Yeah, and they were saying that you know while they was telling uh Nate Parker, why don't you do something on that? He like nah, like y'all need to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all save us. Y'all come to our rescue. Y'all laugh. Y'all laugh. Y'all point. Yeah, I think she gets committed to the scene, but it was like. But John Brown, John Brown, he came. I don't know when he came, but he came. Okay, like that. That turtle was. He that was that. I feel like I feel like honestly, he might not get it, but I feel like it's a Oscar type of joint. Like you can feel. You could feel his pain, like he was really like I really gotta, I really gotta do something. Like it was almost yeah. I have no choice. I'm reading his Bible, like he was like you would see crazy stuff done to people, yeah, and to your own people, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, now go go read the Bible to him, like, and they looking at you like. Yeah. The movie dope though. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's probably 
if I could, if I could get like, if I could donate like a hundred dollars to some kids to go see the movie, I would. Yeah. Just to, yeah, I would go see. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely plan on. But then, but then I look at it as though like the young kids see it, how they gonna react? I don't even know how it would change. I mean, me, I'm already deep. I already know. Yeah. I come from. I come from where Nat Turner come from. I come from that area, so I know what it is. Like you come from North Carolina, you know what you know. Different parts, you know what it is. Yeah. So I see it's like I still had a feeling. It still stirs something up in me, like, like, man, am I doing enough for, for everybody? I could yeah. be doing something. I feel you. But I don't know how we'll how how we'll feel with the child. Like a middle school, high school. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they would just they would need some guidance through that. Like, I don't think you can just drop it on them and, like, leave it. Yeah. Boom! You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they, they would need some guidance going, walking through it because there's still pro- that's probably a lot of the history they don't understand. I mean, they're already trying to... I remember being in high school and my history teacher talking about how the curriculum was taking away a, a huge portion of of uh of slavery like he wasn't even having to cover it and you saw the the publishing company mcgraw hill tried to make it seem like slavery was some some totally different until the mom yeah. called him out on it to the, <laughs> like they trying to whitewash that for real yeah and i felt like it got to be told and I, and, and, and okay let me add. We, like you go to your, you go to your church and say, "Hey, we all need to go see Birth of a Nation." That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel like, hey, tell your pastor that everybody needs to go see Birth of a Nation, and let, let's see how y'all go talk about it. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But I would tell my pastor he need to go see it. Huh? I would tell my pastor he need to go see it. I, uh, I mean, I told him that already. But I feel like the whole everybody need to. Everybody, but I don't think I don't think everybody need to see it. Why not? Because I don't think everybody, not everybody, can handle that. They like me, though. Because because those people who who ain't who don't want to see it, like they still they gonna be the people to say this was hundreds of years ago. Yeah, and uh, you gotta tell people. I feel, well, I feel like you need to see that. I feel like you need to see that, and then see thirteen, and then and then you be like, okay, now if you can't, if you can't see the connections, like what you want me to do? Yeah, I mean. 13th, yeah, I, I like the point you just made about seeing both of them together because, you know, I, I like I knew, I already knew about how after slavery ended, there was laws made to continue it on. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the story I love about 13th. 
It just and like even though, like I said, I haven't seen that all the way, but that's a story that I love because that's the systemic. Like you know, people have a problem with you know Mike Pence talking about he don't think there's a systemic issue with the police department. You know what I'm saying? But it's like no, brother. <laughs> That's the, let's let's go back. The thirteenth is that that gives you. They gave you out. They gave you a loophole. We'll keep slavery in there. Yeah, and then and I think you need to see stuff like uh, I don't know if you know the history of the Freedom Riders. You know about that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, like I think somebody needs to make a movie on that. Like you know, like the Boondocks made all this stuff. They made it to a joke. Yeah, but. Every episode of Boondocks had it was it was some serious stuff behind it. And the Freedom Riders, you know, they ended segregation. And uh, basically, <laughs> but basically they um they still had segregation. It was the law said segregation was over. Yeah. But in the South, it was still places yeah, in the city. Yeah. So people, they were going buses and protests in different places. They would get beat. Beat down, yeah. All types of stuff. And the president, I think the president said, like, they stirring up stuff. Like, what y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically talking well, about... Here's, here's what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's... here's and I, I, gotta, I really got to shut it down soon. Yeah. But... The one thing I learned from like the 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 CNN sixties DVD sixties uh, documentary series, uh-huh. you know, black people love JFK, but his arm had to get turned a whole lot more than what I've than, than what we've been told. Yeah, like MLK was twisting that arm a lot more than what we were we were told. You know what I'm saying? And really, it was Lyndon Johnson who came through with this stuff and his arm had to be turned too, but JFK arm had to be turned a lot. Uh-huh. A whole lot. Yeah. Cause I even think his, it might've been his brother who said something. Might've been Kennedy brother. I'm not sure, but I have to go back and check. And yeah. Well, man, I gotta shut it down, man. I gotta, I gotta roll. All right, I think we got like a lot of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost two hours. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Right. But yeah, man. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, you know, get back at it. But yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. The, the baby do soon, so. <laughs> Might have to do 30, 30 minute pods. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. All right, man. All right, well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Satch Poe the Podcast, where we always give you our unprofessional opinion on all things professional. I know it was a little break between episodes this past time. We apologize for that, but you know things happen. Uh, we got back to you. I hope it was well worth the wait. 
plan on coming back to you next week with some more hot takes. Remember, you can always find us on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. That's iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. Just search Satchpo the Podcast. That's S-A-T-C-H-P-O the Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. We always, you know, we tweet out a little bit something here and there. We always give out new episodes as well. That's at Satchpo underscore cast. That's at S-A-T-C-H-P-O underscore cast. Hey, keep it locked.